Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, By the Book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly By the Book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jalenta. We have reached the end of our eighth season of By the Book. And do you know what that means? Oh, my gosh. It means that we are podcasting superheroes. Mm-hmm. I think it probably also means, like, we're in a common-law podcasting marriage. And it also means it's time for another By the Book season wrap-up. That's right. It's time for our By the Book Season 8 wrap-up. This is the first of our current crop of bonus episodes. Every other week between now and Season 9, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode. And before we get started, just a reminder, if you want some other podcast in your ears and like Kristen's voice, uh, you should check out Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen. It is a very good listen. I listen to it. In each episode, people write in with their quandaries and Rafer and Kristen respond with some empathy and some advice and, of course, some viewing recommendations for whatever the writer is dealing with. Check it out. That's Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen. You get to eavesdrop on people's problems and hear some good things to watch. Thank you, Jolenta. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. also, reminder number two, our book, How to Be Fine, What We Learned from Living by the Rules of 50 Self-Help Books, is available in stores. You can buy it online when you're online shopping. You can read that book as an ebook. You can listen to it. Jolenta in particular is just a delight because she is so funny in her reading of the Stop. book. I just, We're you both are so great. good, Jolenta. You can tell who the comedian slash actor is uh, between the two of us because Jolenta is such a delight to listen to in that book. So please check out How to Be Fine, What We Learn from Living by the Rules of 50 Self-Help Books, wherever books are sold. All right, enough plugs. Get to the content. <laughs> Let's get to the content. Let's get this season wrap-up star. 
Ted. So as per all our season wrap-ups, we're going to go through each book and we're going to talk about the things that have stuck with us, the new revelations that we may have come across since we've lived by this book, and what was pure torture living by this book. (laughs) Let's get her started. Yes, the first book we lived by this season was Dream More, Celebrate the Dreamer in You by Dolly Parton. Jalenta, tell us, what stuck? I have been very into honoring my young self and like turning to my young self in times of need for guidance, Mm. a la the advice in Dolly's book. That has very much stuck with me. I feel like it's always a good litmus test for like, if you've gone past the like, Will this hurt other people if I do it? Like, but if you're still on the fence, be like, would little me approve of this? And if the answer is yes, and it won't hurt other people, like, go for it. Oh, I love that that's what stuck, Jolenta. That's really sweet. I love that. What about new revelations? I feel like I've had none. It's not like I, like, (laughs) love Dolly more or less or, like, anything, like, exciting has happened because of this book. I feel like I'm just a true Dolly fan and still love the book, but, like, nothing new. Mm. And what about torture? What was pure torture for you? Um, Pure torture is whenever we talk about this book or Dolly in general, people recommending uh, (laughs) listening to the podcast Dolly's America. I tried. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, Dolly Parton's America by uh, Jad Abenrod from WNYC, also the host and co-creator of Radiolab. Yes, and we get that recommended to us almost every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know about it. Jolenta, you just don't like that show. I'm just that's not feeling fine. it. I tried it. Thanks for the rec. We've heard of it. We're <laughs> Kristen, what about you? What has stuck? Well, obviously, my love of Dolly, but also, uh, I keep thinking about how Dolly repeatedly says in her book, this is my story, Uh, these are just my wishes for you, I wish for you to dream more, I wish for you to do more, but I'm not actually giving you instructions on what to do because, you know, that's up to you, that's your life, I'm only telling you what worked for my life, and I love that Dolly does that, and God, I wish that more self-help authors would do that. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm not qualified to give you instructions. I'm only qualified to share what's true to me. And oh my gosh, Jalenta, you and I tried to do that in our book as well. We tried to make that clear. Like, we're not telling you what to do, but most authors don't do that. They just try to tell you what to do. see it in a handful of a few. Yeah. Very rare. It's very rare. Yeah. Okay. New revelations. Um, well, like you, you know, no new revelations from the book, but you know, I keep following Dolly's career and Every day is a new revelation when you're a Dolly fan. Every day there's a new project, a new product. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her lovely perfume is now going to be on the Home Shopping Network. That was a new revelation. uh, (laughs) Okay, are uh, you just plugging shit for her now? (laughs) (laughs) There's so much I could say about the new products on the dollyparton.com store. I mean, I I could plug, plug, plug away, but, you know, every day there's something new with her because that woman does not quit. She's always up to something new. (laughs) For sure. Um, pure torture? Well, this is not on Dolly. It's on me. Mm. Every day after reading this book, I thought, all right, I'm going to keep writing my Christmas mystery romance. I'm going to keep writing my Christmas mystery romance. But you know what? Once we were done with the Dolly book, I didn't keep writing it. So sadly, my book still isn't done yet. And I'm really embarrassed to say that. Have you worked on it at all or like not at all? Just not at all. I'm embarrassed about it. Fine, I, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's so embarrassing. It's been a year. It's been a season. I don't oh, know what it's been. I know. It's an embarrassment. I'm really Stop. disappointed in myself. I am sorry, Dolly. I am sorry, inner Kristen. I am sorry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was torture. I'm still, I'm still torturing myself over that. Oh, well, God. you can stop torturing yourself because we're going to talk about the next book. <gasps> yes. That's Beauty Fades, Dumb as Forever, The Making of a Happy Woman by Judge Judith Scheinlin. Uh Jolenta, what stuck? Um, I'm still a fan of yelling like, I pander to no man when I don't want to <laughs> deal with Brad. He's not a fan. But every once in a while, I'll be like, I don't need your approval. And he's like, I'm trying to tell you what I'm, a, what I'm doing today. 
I'm like, I don't need your approval. I pander to no one. So that's fun. I bet he loves that. Yeah. He may have a different view, but this isn't his show yet. <laughs> what about new revelations? Um, oh, I've just been thinking a lot more about how there was a sort of like bag on women as women's empowerment era that I that I both lived through, but like didn't clock as an era, especially in self-help. Like I knew it was in the zeitgeist. Like I knew like we were hard on Monica and like Courtney Stodden. But I I guess I didn't think about that. Like, oh, right. The self-help books being written for women in that time, like Beauty Fades Dumb as Forever is about like, get your shit together and like quit being so stupid and like letting yourself stay with like a horrible man where now it's like, we don't really see it that way. And ugh. well, if we had uh, Professor Trish Travis here with us, I'm sure she would totally agree with you, Jolenta, and say it's part of something bigger. Yeah, absolutely. And what was pure torture? I mean, I guess just reading all of her examples of like stupid women, which are like women stuck in horrible situations, often beyond their control. And also wondering, like, what does she think of this book now? Does she ever think about it and go like, "Ee, like, does she wish she could? Uh, does she wish she could change it at all? Does she not give a shit? Has she forgotten she even wrote it?" Like, <laughs> thinking about that long and hard has been a torturous waste of time. <laughs> what about you? What stuck for you? You know what stuck is actually the laughter. Every once in a while, I'll just think of something from this book and I will just start laughing at her really, really condescending but kind of hilarious tone that's super problematic. Um, and, and I'll just laugh and laugh about it and think, like, what is it like to be around her in real life? <laughs> just reading this stuff, just thinking about some of the things she said. I still laugh just thinking about it. Like, yeah. Pretty much every response to everything is like, are you stupid? And I mean, in real life, Don't I bet it would be terrible. Leg. Yes. <laughs> but I do sometimes laugh about it. I'm just like, it's so ridiculous. I can't help but think like, she's playing a character. We all play right. characters to right. a certain extent when we're entertainers, right? But that's her job. Her job is to be this character. And in a way, I just, I can't help but laugh thinking like, oh, she's a really good comedian, even mm -hmm. though she's a terrible, terrible self-help author. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a good, that's, wow. What a thing to stick. Uh, new revelations. You know, um, similar to what you were saying, Jolenta, about her book being part of something bigger, but unlike you who, you know, you're putting her book in a certain era of like, this is how feminism looked at a certain point in American history. Mm. I kind of think her book is part of just the bigger picture of what all self-help books by female celebrities are like because mm. when we were putting our list together, Jolenta, um, of right. books to cover in season eight, we eventually had to – we had a whole lot of books that were on the list initially that we started reading and had to get rid of because they were all kind of the same book as Judge Judy's. They uh, all – yeah. All sorts of women who are – everyone from like TV show hosts to supermodels to business women – Almost all these famous women who we consider celebrities kind of had the same advice as Judge Judy in a way. And mm -hmm. it just made me think, wow, there are a lot of self-help books just following this ex exact same model of telling women to do these things. And so – And they just swap out like personal stories. I just feel like it's all self-help books <laughs> by all women right. for women. Wow. Or way to make it them. be way more bleak. <laughs> uh, what was pure torture? <laughs> Oh, making Dean sad was torture. Remember how sad he was that he couldn't help me with any technology? Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. Oh, he, he he was so sad. He just wanted to help. He just wanted to sort my cords. He wanted to I mean, plug we all want to help you deal with your computer. <laughs> and anything to do with technology. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but enough of Judge Judy. We need to talk. Jolenta about How to Be Famous by Spidey, a.k.a. Mm. Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag. What stuck for you, Jolenta? <laughs> what stuck is my new Twitter followers. <laughs> that's literally, I wrote my new fucking Twitter followers. So that's my answer. <laughs> what about new revelations? Um, I think so much about how 
much actual advice is in this essentially like joke book, like spoof <laughs> book. Like it is a book that definitely knows it's being silly. Like it is formatted like a tabloid magazine, but there is so much actual actionable advice. It mm-hmm. may be bizarre, but it's some of the most concrete and like plentiful advice we've seen in a book. Yeah. It's not just like, think about this. Imagine that. Um, it's like, try this. Try that. Here's the next chapter. Try this other thing. It's like yes. actionable shit over and yes. over again. Exactly. Yeah. And what was pure torture, Jolenta? I mean, pure torture has been every book since this book <laughs> because all the other books have like way less pictures and way less gossip rag formatting. <laughs> How about you? What has stuck? Well, I'm still famous. No, not really. But uh, yeah, I still are. get the occasional call from, you know, like Good Morning Britain and other outlets asking if I want to come on. So that's oh, yeah. cool. Like just the other day, you and I were in a taping and I got interrupted by a call from the UK asking me to be on a show. So yep. that stuck around. Yeah. She's still like one of our preeminent anti-racist royal scholars. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see. New revelations. You know, I was thinking after reading this book, more self-help books should have a sense of humor. This one was so self-effacing. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people just look at it on a surface level and think, oh, these two are so full of themselves. They're terrible. But I think Spencer and Heidi are actually in on the joke. I think they know that the vast majority of people perceive them as just fame-hungry trash. and. Mm-hmm. They decided to lean in and take it to 11. Like, yeah, if that's what you think of us, we're just going to go all the way. And I do think they have self-awareness, and I think they're hilarious. And why don't more books just lean into it? It's like, this is what I am, or totally, this is what you think I am, so I'm just going to take it all the way. If that's what you think I am, mm-hmm. I'm just going to cash in on it. And I thought that was really fun of them to do. I agree. Uh, pure torture. Nothing. There was nothing in this book that I did not love. I loved living by this book. I loved reading this book. I loved how the final episode turned out. And I'll just say here and now, it is still one of my all-time favorites. I said at the time it was one of my all-time favorites. You did. Many months later, I'm saying the same thing. You stand by it. Yes. Good. It is so good. good. I'm so proud of that episode, Jolent. I'm proud of both of us and what we did in it. It was a fucking blast and like super interesting. Like it was shockingly interesting to live by that book. Yes. It it said so much about how in our current media cycle, what fame is, uh, what it means to, um, what it means to have attention, what kinds of attention is valid, what kinds not. uh, I don't know. The attention span of the public, all of it. It was really fascinating. So interesting. All right, let's move on to The Art of Asking or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Let People Help by Amanda Palmer. Jolenta, what stuck for you? Uh, what stuck is my new impression of Amanda Palmer. <laughs> Guys, I didn't really have an impression before. I didn't really know anything. And my introduction was reading this book, not listening to the audiobook, which I hear is better. And like it left a taste in my mouth. Not a horrible taste, but a taste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what kind of taste, though, Jolenta? Can you be more specific about what kind of taste is in your mouth? Like a, uh, like a bitter taste. <gasps> oh, like cilantro? Well, I like cilantro, but weirdly I hate parsley. So let's say like parsley. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. Parsley. Okay. Like maybe it's good for you, but it tastes like shit. Yeah, you're like, I just don't know why you're here in my mouth. Like, other, <laughs> if other people want you in their mouths, that's awesome, but just not sure why you're here in mine. <laughs> All right, let's move on to new revelations. Well, well, my voice cracked. Oh, <laughs> it's a time for change. A I'm time going through puberty at 35. Um, no. <laughs> Stop laughing so I can get to my answer. I can't help but you're too funny, Jolenta. You're like Judge Judy. Stop. All right. New <laughs> revelations. Um, well, I saw people posting about it in our Facebook group, and I sort of did a deep dive into Amanda Palmer's COVID slash stranded in New Zealand breakup slash non-breakup story with, you know, the love of her life that she wrote so much about in her book. And it is very interesting. So read up on that. Yeah. 
hot goss. Lots of hot goss around her and Neil Gaiman. Yeah. 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 And what was pure torture? Well, I feel like we always say this with books that we realize have an author that has a bit of a cult following, which is <laughs> the fans we pissed off. I, I know we don't get it. I clearly don't get it. Like, this is why I also, like, don't have successful Kickstarters, too. Like, I don't get it. And I'm sorry I made you mad for not getting it. That's all. What about you, Kristen? What stuck? What stuck with the art of asking? Well, I don't know if you remember, Jolenta, but during that episode, I was on a show on WBEZ. It's a public radio show. And we were talking about the Oprah interview and how Meghan Markle and Harry were stepping into their new lives and all the things they said in that interview. And there was somebody I was on with named L'Oreal Thompson-Payton. And she very kindly, I was getting too many interview requests, she kindly took some off my plate when I said, will you take some of these? And and she very kindly said yes. And she and I have continued to stay in touch ever since then. And I kind of consider her a social media friend now. Like, yes. I like her so much online. We comment on each other's stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, and so on. And it's to the point where we're just like, we know about each other's husbands. And, uh, you know, I've said to her, I, I really want to visit you at some point in Chicago. And she's like, yes, we'll all hang out in Chicago. So I, I mean, I don't know if that's a real friendship or not, but in my heart, I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet L'Oreal someday and it's going to be awesome. That's so, real. So that's stuck. That's stuck around. Uh, new revelations. Uh, my revelation is that we got some serious Amanda Palmer fans listening to buy the book because you are still writing every day. <laughs> we hear from you all the time. <laughs> Yes, I did not expect months later for all of y'all to still be writing in. But you are. You're still writing. <laughs> what was pure torture? Oh, God. It's hard to narrow this one down, Jolenta. Um, as you know, I just hated the whole sense of entitlement um, right. in her whole philosophy. I hate that she was not more forthright about her privilege. I hated that she was kind of uh, one of those self-proclaimed artists who would, you know, never work a day job. Um, and meanwhile, artists and musicians have to work day jobs all the time to pay the bills, and it doesn't make them lesser artists. I just, yeah, I just took issue with all of that stuff. I, ugh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm not, you know what? I better shut up now because I'm going to just keep talking and talking and talking. This will go Let's, on forever. You know and then we'll get even more emails from people. <laughs> and we don't Let's need that. Let's just take a break. Yes. Let's take a break. Let's do that. Everyone will calm down and <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk more about some of the other books we've lived by in season eight. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we are back. With our season eight wrap up, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to put a bow on it. We're going to give it to you as a present. And we're going to continue on with the next book that we live by, which is Everybody's Got Something by Robin Roberts. Yes. Kristen, what stuck for you? My love for Robin Roberts. I mean, I got to be honest with you, before we read this book, I kind of didn't really think much about Robin Roberts at all. But... After reading this book, I just have such a soft spot in my heart for her. Anytime I see a photo of her, you know, on the red carpet or a mention of her in the press, I'm like, oh, Robin, I love you. And uh, one thing that's also stuck is she says in the book, positivity is like a muscle that gets stronger with use. And I find myself saying that all the time, thanks to Robin. I love yeah, you, that Robin. Didn't stick. That's something that you already had. But sure. okay, maybe I already said that. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's maybe stuck I just say that it you got it affirmed by Robin Roberts. That's possible. That's very, very possible. Yes. 
Uh, new revelations. Oof, this is a tough one. Um, a lot of folks were uncomfortable with this episode, even more than Jolenta, I think you and I realized when we taped the minisode. Yeah. After it came out, we lost not dozens, but hundreds of Facebook followers in our Facebook community. Hundreds of them left what? after this episode. Hundreds. That's and crazy. I, I That's bizarre I, to me. I was very hurt when I saw that. I'm like, oh my God, a lot of people just... I don't know. I that uh, that has not happened after other episodes like it that's, did after this one. That's shocking to me. Yeah, and I know I was talking about things that some people were really upset by, but I just I guess I didn't expect that to happen, and that that was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, what was pure torture? Oh, Jolenta, it was torture to hear you cry in this episode. You were saying <gasps> no. At one point, I don't want to do this anymore, and that just broke my heart. You know, you've been sick for so long, and I know the last year and a half has been so tough for you. And even though— tough for Kristen, guys, because she's been picking up my slack. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I've been interrupting too much. But but even though it was necessary and it was cathartic and it was good for you to say that, it's still, you know, it's it's both good and hard to hear as your friend. Right, But more about you, Jolenta. What stuck for you in Everybody's Got Something? I have tried to stick with letting people in, Kristen. Yes! Yay! It's hard for me to do, but we've been doing it in my house. Like, after we lived by this book, I was like, Brad, like, you need to be a, be like Diane Sawyer and be, a, <laughs> be my, and like schedule visiting hours for us and stuff. But like, Brad has stepped up to the plate so hard. And um, we've been like inviting visitors to hang out outside. And like, I've gone out to eat a few times Yay! with people. And like, I've been trying to let people in, even though I'm sick and feel like I'll be a drag. Yay. Oh, I, I think Robin Roberts would be so proud. Are you listening right now, Robin Roberts? Look at what you did for Jolenta. If you're Listen. listening, let us know. Yeah. And Diane Sawyer, hi. Hi, we love you. All oh, right. Girl. New revelations, Jolenta. Uh, new revelations. This Because of this episode, uh, this was the first time I've sort of heard from listeners and just people uh, that they want to like that they're over dealing with like race and uh, and basically sort of looping it in, basically sort of lumping it in with like thinking of it as politics. Um, mm-hmm. Like we saw a few of these responses in our email and on the Facebook group. Like, oh, like I want to be entertained and like not deal with politics, but like. You know, I feel like I've said this recently, like this is a reality show. The reality of our lives are like we think about politics. And I've faced this with just watching Real Housewives dealing with COVID. Like sometimes I'm sick of COVID and I'm sick of it, but I'm like, shit, it's a reality show. Like if I don't want that, I I should be going somewhere else. And also like just, you know, like it's a privilege to be able to think of like – a mass shooting involving race as a political issue. Like, it means you don't have to identify with the people getting hurt. And, like, imagine if someone, uh, like, sought out people of your race or people that look just like you to kill at a mass shooting. Like, that would totally have an impact on your day-to-day life. And it's, it's um, like, it's pretty uh, pretty hard ask to ask for that not to be included in a in a reality show. So, like, it's a bummer that that we lost. I didn't realize we lost so much engagement because of it. Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, personal issues being thought of as political because, like, it's not a personal issue to you. Like, it's a hard pill to swallow when you're, like, confronted with people complaining about that and being like, I mean, it's not a personal issue to me, but if it's personal to my friend, it's a personal issue. Like, yeah. ugh. But that sucked. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I mean – out of eight seasons of the show, how often have I talked about my race? Maybe like not, not that many times, actually. And when I've talked about my race, how often have I actually talked about the racism I faced? Not Almost much. never. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're always like, oh, like I have like, 
like Korean skin or whatever. Like when we're talking about skincare and like that's it. Like you're not like I deal with racism sometimes. Yeah. And so, I mean, not that I've been trying to protect the listeners from racism, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I talk about it so rarely. It shouldn't be. I don't know. In my mind, it shouldn't be that upsetting on the rare occasions I do talk about it. But maybe that's what makes it upsetting because I don't talk about it as much as I don't know. Anywho, let's move on, Jolenta. It's confusing, <laughs> and it was a new revelation. Yes. What was pure torture to you, Jolenta? Um, I'm going to make it a bit lighter here at the end. It was torture knowing that Diane Sawyer would never be my ride or die, the way she, she is Robin Roberts. She Jolenta, there's still time. I mean, time. I'm just saying time. she seems to be have a, an established life, an established circle of friends, as does Robin. And, like, I'm just saying it's torture knowing, like, I'm not going to break in easily. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. Okay. The Honest Life, Living Naturally and True to You by Jessica Alba. Kristen, what stuck? Are you honest? <laughs> well, what stuck is I'm shampooing less. Uh, hey. Yeah, uh, I do scrub my scalp with water every day, especially now that I'm running again. But I only use shampoo every other day now, which is a big change for me. Mm. And um, I'm also doing a lot more clothes as sunscreen than I did in the past. Uh, I even got four secondhand maxi dresses from eBay that have served as my body sunscreen this summer. Jolenta, I don't know if you can see how much fabric this oh, dress wow, is made out of. Oh, wow, that is a lot more fabric than Kristen usually wears. Yeah, this is yards of fabric, this dress I'm wearing right now. You know, prairie dress chic or whatever we're calling it right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, just a big shapeless floral dress of many tiers of ruffles. That's what I'm wearing right now. I call them a leisure sack masquerading as dress. Nice! That's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing my leisure sack as I'm well. wearing one too. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Sun protection and uh, shapeless comfort. All of that. (laughs) New revelations. Oh, my God. People have a lot of strong feelings about no poo. I mean, very, very, very strong feelings. So Mm -hmm. many strong feelings. What actually is no poo? What is not no poo? No, this is no poo. I use a co-wash, but it's still no poo. And, you know, and uh, very strong feelings about hair texture and very strong feelings about – yeah, there's just a lot of different thoughts on this and a lot of people asserting beliefs on things about hair. And I'm just like, all of y'all, you do what you want to with your hair. I'm not telling you what to do with your hair. I'm not saying that this texture is better than that texture. Uh, what works for you and what works for your texture, that's on you. I, I am never going to tell you what to do. This was just an experiment that I tried. Uh, no judgment here. No judgment. But yeah. A lot of you out there have strong feelings and you do have judgments about this. Oh, boy. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. Guys, no poo means something different to everyone and everyone's hair is different. Yes. There are no hard and fast rules. Yes. Let's move on. Kristen, what was pure torture? Let me guess. <laughs> I was so smelly and oily during this book. I I mean, I, I say it was torture, but also it was just kind of fun because – it was just so ridiculous. I've never You wanted to see how dirty you could get, clearly. I did. I did. And there was something really fun about that, but it was also torture because I smelled and looked disgusting. But it was you also didn't just fun look just as, as an bad experiment. as you think you look. <laughs> the smell I cannot vouch for, but the look itself, not as bad as you thought. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> I posted some of the pictures already and we're getting lots of like beautiful both ways. So I don't know if they're just being nice or if it didn't look as bad as you thought, but we can't smell through pictures. So. They're just being nice. They're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> but Jolenta, let's move on to you. For the honest life, what stuck? Well, Brad loves serum now. <gasps> yes, Brad. He's experimented with a serum stick. He's he's a, he's a serum guy through and through. Sometimes he'll put it on and he'll be like, ooh, so soothing. And I don't know if he's ooh. just doing it for me or if he means it or both, but he's into it. Well, look at how hydrated my skin looks now. You know why that is? Because I have a serum on right now. That's right. Shut your mouth. I just got out of the shower, put on a serum. All right. New revelations, Jolenta? Um, I have realized that I can wear some of my prairie dresses over shorts, like open, like if they're <gasps> buttoned downs. Or oh. if I have some sheer prairie dress, I can wear like some weird like leopard print biker shorts or something underneath. Ooh. And I can make it like... A little more edgy and a little less prairie while still getting a lot of 
sun sun repelling fabric. Oh, I like that. I like – oh, I might try that with my gingham one, which buttons down the front. Mm-hmm, I might try mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. What was pure torture? Listening to you talk about how greasy you were. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the smell, which clearly has stuck in my craw. Like, I don't oh, like God. it. I wish I could bottle that smell and send it to your partner. To. I just don't it. like it. <laughs> and I was – and it just was like clear you were into it a little bit. <laughs> I was. I was. I know. I know. Uh, shall we move on to How to Be a Bad Bitch by Amber Rose? Kristen, what stuck? Uh, I still think Amber Rose is a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. I yeah, have watched videos of her. I've watched her talk. She is a bad bitch. Agreed. I believe in you, Amber Rose. You're a bad bitch. Yeah. Agreed. New revelations. Um, as I said earlier about Judge Judy and, you know, all these kinds of books kind of being the same that are written by certain so-called empowered women celebrities, um, yeah. How to Be a Bad Bitch is interchangeable with uh, Judge Judy's book. <laughs> it's shockingly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about Pure Torture? Um. You know what? What was really torture for me was when I was writing up the biography section of that script and mm-hmm. learning about all the terrible fucking shitty things men have done to her and said to her, men who supposedly loved her. Like, yeah. really, Kanye West? You had to take 30 showers after dating Amber Rose before Kim Kardashian Just would so date you? so gross. Just so Fuck tacky. you, asshole. Fuck you. Like, Come you, on. We're you better. love We're all her. better than this. You you love her, you have sex with her, and she's the filthy one? Gross. Shut up, you asshole. Shut up. Ugh. Uh, let, let's let's move on to you, Jolanta, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough about my wrath. <laughs> let's hear what's stuck for you from How to Be a Bad Bitch. Um, what has stuck is experimenting more with makeup and hair, especially makeup right now. I'm very excited for the day when my scalp will be strong enough to like play with like bleaching my hair because mm. I literally want to try like looking like Amber Rose's hair a little bit more. But <laughs> I've enjoyed like I'm playing with some white eyeliner. I'm mm. playing with like a lot of eyeliners right now, not just the lavender. Ooh, ooh, I'm excited to see some of those photos. You have to post some of those, Joel. Oh, I guess I should. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Uh, New revelations. I'm like kind of like more into face tattoos. What? It's this book. Excuse me, what? Just like, you know, hearing why she has her face tattoos and like just seeing more pictures of her like because of the book. Um, Like they've just not like I'm going to get one for myself, but like I'm definitely like not writing them off the way I used to. Interesting. I was not expecting that to be an answer, Jolenta. Interesting. Um, And what was pure torture? Like – uh, similar to what you said in your revelations, just the similarity in like sort of some of the like at the heart of some of her advice to Judge Judy's advice, the sort of not mildly, but in a sense, excusing bad male behavior and saying like, it's on us to just expect men to be immature cheating babies. Like, and it's like, can't we expect more or like at least acknowledge we want more and deserve more like. It it was a bummer. Yeah, especially because she's so much into empowerment in so many other ways. Yeah, right. we should expect more. We should. Right, exactly. All right, let's move on to the last book we live by for this season, which was I Have Chosen to Stay and Fight by Margaret Cho. Kristen, what stuck? You know, what stuck is the question in my head of, art versus artist. Um, Margaret Cho says in the book, we shouldn't expect any art or artist to be perfect. And I think that's so contrary to how a lot of people feel nowadays. This book is almost 20 years old. And I I feel like people have drawn such strict lines now in some circles about how much they can or can't separate the art from the artist. And I think it's really interesting to think about how, you know, in 20 years, we can change our minds so much about uh, whether or not something is acceptable or not, mm-hmm. what kinds of projects are acceptable. And I know in my own case, you know, I draw certain hard lines like R. Kelly, fuck that guy. And mm. in other projects, I, you know, 
I, I have a harder time drawing lines because it, like for films, for example, I've said this before, they're so collaborative and there are hundreds of people on set. You know, I have a friend who is a set designer and if something bad happens on a set and her film gets boycotted, does she get hired again to ever be working on a film set? You know, so I, I think it's just yeah. so much more complicated. And um, I'm just curious to see where the conversation is going to go. Uh, down the road in the next 20 years of art versus artist and so on. So totally. Uh, so I think about that a lot, Margaret Cho. Thanks for thanks for putting that in my head. Uh, new revelations? It's not exactly a new revelation, but um, it is worth mentioning. Margaret Cho has terrific skin. I was on her podcast a few weeks prior to us living by Brag. her book. And we were on a Zoom call together, and her skin was so beautiful. I mean – Let's be real. All celebrities have beautiful skin. I don't know what they're doing with their skin. They don't have skin like the rest of us. Her skin is like a baby's bottom. It is just luminescent. She's in her 50s, and her skin is just gorgeous. I don't know what she's doing. Beautiful. She does have, like, a glow. Oh, so good. Such good skin. Pure torture, Kristen. Um, I wouldn't say it was torture exactly, but I would say that Margaret Cho's book was very clearly a collection of late-night blog entries. And, I mean, she she makes it clear in the book, like, this is a collection of blog entries. And for that reason, the book is not exactly as cohesive as I think it could have been. And I wish that the book was organized better. Sometimes the essays clearly didn't belong under the chapter headings. It wasn't torture. Yeah. I just – it did make me think, oh, this should have been organized better. Ugh, the the points would have hit closer to home if it wasn't so scattered. So – not torture, but I just think if I were the editor of this book, I would have done things a little bit differently. That's mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jolenta? In I Have Chosen to Stay and Fight, what stuck with you? What has stuck with me is my love of her like raw, vulnerable storytelling quality. Mm, she I is so raw. Yes. love it. I like clearly have based some of my own, you know – work or like vulnerability level on hers and I just like always forget how fucking awesome she is like and she's she's willing to talk about anything even if it's a messy talk like yeah yeah absolutely I agree with you and I feel like she says all sorts of things that maybe she'll have to go back later and be like well that's how I felt at the time and and now I feel I, different. Like, Yeah, and I admire that about her. She's willing to be raw in the moment. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. What about new revelations? Oh, this is like so just like navel-gazy, but like I have been thinking since we live by this book just about how much of a cultural touchstone she has been for me. Like when she did, when she did her TV show and then mm. sort of came out talking about, you know, anorexia on body image issues is when like I was becoming aware of like how the media influences like women's bodies and like all of her early specials, um, you know, sort of formed my views on like being okay with my anger and my sexuality growing up. And like her activism has informed like how I do my activism. Like she's just always been sort of a like a guide for me and just sort of someone I I always notice like during every like cultural movement I I feel like I'm a part of. Like she's just she's been around so long. And been, like, so much more of, like, the zeitgeist than I even realize, especially for me, because I've always been a fan. Mm. And what was pure torture? I guess also similar to you, the lack of editing in this Mm. book. Like, I feel like it could have used just one more pass. Like, some of them definitely read like they were just grabbed from a blog directly to the book. (laughs) And it's like, we could have curated a bit we could have maybe honed the thesis of this piece to make it a bit clearer. We mm-hmm. could have made headings that made more sense for the chapters. Like, just I felt like it could have used one more path. Yes. Yes. So we're agreed on that. But, Jolenta, are we agreed on the best book of the season and the worst book of the season? We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll find out. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back with the season eight wrap up of Buy the Book. We lived by eight incredible books this season. I'm using the word incredible in quotes because that can mean a lot of things. It can be very vague. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But out of the eight books we lived by this season, Jolenta, let's talk about, first of all, the book we loved most, and then next, the book we hated the most. So, Jolenta, let's start with the book that we loved the most. You go first. I loved How to Be Famous. Yes, me too. I love the book. You too? (laughs) That's my number one book, too, of the season. You heard it here first. We agree. Best book of the season was How to Be Famous by yes. Spidey. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that we agree on this one, Jolenta. It was Me such too. a fun book. It was so fun. I loved the book structure, the way it's laid out. I loved how concrete and sometimes ridiculous the advice was. I loved listeners being like, fuck no, this book, or like, holy shit, I was shocked at at how you live by this book. Like, I loved how (laughs) polarizing it was. I loved what we ended up doing with the advice, because, like, we're still us. Like, we're not monsters. We didn't run (laughs) wild with it, like, and become, like, reality TV supervillains. Like, we still did our shit. But, like, we literally got more public traction because of it. Like, it worked, and it was just a fun book. Yes, yes, absolutely. And God, you know, as you already said, Jolenta, any book that has concrete action items for us to follow, where it's not just visualize this, think about that, but oh my gosh, we actually got to do concrete things every step of the way. And that was so fun. It really was. It it kind of almost reminded me of when we were living by our season of home improvement books, because Mm. every one of those books had concrete things for us to do over and over again. And it was nice to have something concrete to do again. I loved that. Right, right, right. All right, though. The book we hated most. All right, let's talk about it, Jolenta. For me, I'm just going to say it. No surprise here, The Art of Asking. I hated reading the book. It was such a messy, challenging book to read because it was all over the place. And a lot of it felt just like endless stream of consciousness, no editing. It was really, really, really hard to read. I didn't like the subtle racism in it where, you know, anytime she saw an Asian or a black person, she would mention their race, but she never would with anyone else. Um, She treats white people as the default. She has so much privilege. We are losing more and more listeners the more I talk about this, so I should just be quiet right now. We have so many Amanda Palmer fans who now are mad at me. So I'll just stop there. We all know why I hated this. But Jolenta, what about you? What book did you hate the most And this I just season? have to say, guys, it's just the book and how she presents herself in the book. Kristen doesn't hate Amanda Palmer as a person. She doesn't hate artists who kickstart their projects. Oh, no, no, no. I don't hate any of that stuff. And I'm sure if I met Amanda Palmer, I'm sure she'd be totally lovely. But just living by this book and reading it and, and living by the advice in the pages is what was hated. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, Jolenta, what about you? What book did you hate the most? I hated Beauty Fades Dumb is Forever. Really? I felt duped. I felt duped. I thought you thought it was funny also. It was funny, but also like not, it's not the kind of funny we need right now. (laughs) Like it's just, and I feel like Judge Judy is such a like, no nonsense, like feminist ball buster, but also with ball buster comes, you know, that sort of like I'd like to think of as that sort of outdated view of feminism means thinking men are incapable of like rising to our level of emotional intelligence and we need to raise them slash 
not expect much and meet our own needs. And like, it's just a bummer to think of someone who has helped like shape the view of women in, you know, entertainment, just like also has the same shitty advice that like your sort of like sexist grandma would give you. Mm. Or Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the book would be funnier if Frank Sinatra wrote it. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I doubt it. (laughs) On that note, that's it for this bonus episode of By the Book. We wrapped up our season. We did it. We did it. Thank you, everybody who followed us all season. Thank you also to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producers, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, and Corinne Wallace, and our engineer, Andy Christens. Thanks also to Nate Whita, who composed our theme song. And thank you to the Rizzos for performing it. Stay in touch with us. Tell us your experiences living by self-help books. Send us your questions. Send us your comments. Send us your artwork. I don't know. I like art. Send us anything. <laughs> Our email address is kristenangelenta at gmail.com. And you can also check us out on Twitter at ByTheBookPod. And that's the same handle we have on Instagram, at ByTheBookPod. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. It helps other people to find the show. It gives other people the impression that we're a wonderful show to listen to. They'll see all those reviews. They'll say, oh, my gosh, I want to eat at that restaurant. And by that, I mean I want to listen to that show. Until next time, I'm Jalinta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. We have reached the end of our eighth season of By the Book. And do you know what eighth? that means? Yeah, eighth. 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 Oh, my As in gosh. Past seventh, but not past ninth. Oh, eighth. my gosh. I think that means we just won a baseball game, right? Oh, no. That's nine no. innings. Mm-hmm. No, no. Stitcher. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.